Welcome to the Garden of Storytelling, episode number eight. We will have B on our show today. Um, Soli? Yeah, man. I'm excited for this. I haven't called this fool for at least a week on purpose just so that we can have a real conversation at the round table. So yeah, let's get right into it, bro. Right. Round table. Yeah. I must just grinding. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Appreciate let's, y'all. let's introduce B first in case oh, some listeners do not um, know who B is. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Robert Moore. Um, my friends call me B because I yes, grew sir. up. I grew up being called BJ, which was short for Bobby Jr. And that name didn't work out so good in adulthood. Got like just an un- uncomfortable situation when you introduce yourself. Anyway, but um, born and raised in Des Moines, Iowa. And um, I'm an artist. I paint yes, pictures sir. and shit. That's awesome. And so when did you switch over from Bobby Jr. to BJ? What age? When I was fresh out my mama, my aunt came in the delivery room and was like, oh, Bobby Jr., we should call him BJ. Ah. And that kind of stuck. So like only like in my adolescence, like elementary school, middle school, and high school a little bit. Mm-hmm people still kind of know me as that. So if you knew me like younger in life, yes. that still is that still is what I grew up being called, you know. But yeah. right. corporate life was more Robert, you know, and then <laughs> yes. B, B is what all my boys started calling me when they didn't want to call me BJ. Yeah. So yeah. like that's where that kind of just started. So I feel like B just becomes more of an artist name now. Well it's recently mysterious. I mean we've just been that's yeah. I mean I still yeah. call you BJ every once in a while. But yeah, we're, yeah. we're boys. I mean yeah. Shit. Yeah. Been since but see, I still call you Sullivan time. and sometimes right. Sully. Exactly. And exactly. Because that's the thing is with Sully, people, I know when, how long ago people know him by, if they call him Sullivan or Sully, like I call him Sully because right. I didn't really know you as Sullivan, but people before in your younger years. Yeah, like in elementary, bro. in middle school, that's what we called him. Yep. Yeah. I didn't even hear Sully until later, so it was still yeah. hard for me to even I, switch. It, I think that all came about because of Monsters, Inc. Like literally when Monsters, Inc. came, that's when people started saying Sully. Oh, yeah, because one of the characters. Yes. I started calling you Sully because I knew someday I was going to have a Sullivan in our life. And so I needed to get used to calling you Sully. Yeah. I mean, but that was after Monsters, Inc. So Was it? But before, everybody called me Sullivan. Yeah, but it's the same thing. It's like a formal side to the informal name, you know? So like even with like your profession, on your cards and stuff, you have Sullivan. So like when I'm writing checks or I'm getting checks... (laughs) Hopefully, I'm getting more than I'm writing. Robert. They better fucking put Robert on that shit. Because <laughs> I can't, ca- I, I mean, I can because I have my business name now, but right. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah that's what's up. Wait, so Bobby Jr., so then where did Robert come from? Robert is a derivative Robert, of yeah. Bobby. Oh, Bobby. It's kind of like William yeah. and Richard. Yes. Or Richard and Dick. Yeah. <laughs> true. Very Richard true. and Dick? I don't get that. Yeah, it comes from, I don't either. Nobody does, but Nobody it does. Knows. If you're named Dick, you're named Richard. Richard. If you're named Richard, you're named William. It's fucking weird. If your name William, your name is Bill. It's like yes, it's that's weird. So that is crazy. My my brother in law's name is William. William. Well, where but did they Bill call come Bill. from? Who knows? Who knows? Some Caucasian thing. It is what it is. It's, it's a Western civilization. So, yeah. What yeah, name like, do you yo. like? What name do you prefer? Like B. today, B. B. Yeah. yeah. That's my name. Yeah. I'm also B too. Yeah. So that's cool. Can't forget about can't forget <laughs> yeah, about is, the other B. That is true. Yeah. Jay Z. Yep. Yeah. That's what's up though. So what? what oh, so, wait, oh, be the other Beyonce. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm very comparable to her. Yeah. 
Yes, that part. Bro. It was a bar. But why are you setting it up for? I, just, I didn't mean to. Why you do that to me? Hey, I can't help it. There's and this you, mic here, and I'm feeling like I'm a rapper, so I had to bust a bar. You know she wasn't going to get that. <laughs> no, I was late. Oh, <laughs> Hella late. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So, okay, that's what's up, bro. I mean, so what you been up to lately in regards to, we know that we ju- you just got back from LA um, for your first, is that correct? First solo? Very first solo. So I did a small, small solo, like basically in this small shop. That's a frame shop here in Des Moines in like 2018, maybe 2019 when I was first starting. So like the okay. body of work looked completely different. Right. So like being a full-time artist and being committed to the practice, I had a show before, but this is a real true solo exhibit. This was a body of work. This was, it was, it was composed and curated and yeah. dissected very similar to a, a hip hop album yeah. where I have an intro track and I have an outro track and yeah. I have 15, 15 songs, multiple yeah. verses throughout my, my works. So like, I really thought about it like that. So yeah, this is my first solo exhibits out in LA. It kicked off March 4th. And it closes March 25th. So where is it currently located at right now where people can see the general public? It's kind of like it's the West Hollywood area, Culver City specifically, though, um, at an, a gallery called Think Space Projects. OK. Um, all that's online in my Instagram and stuff like that. You can find yeah. info for it. But, yeah, it's open for just the last week, this coming week. So Very cool. And ha- Go ahead. I was going to say, um obviously something so big like this, how many people do you have on the back end behind the scenes to create this exhibit? So this is all me. Oh, You know, this is, I'm, I'm going to mention other people that are involved in it, but this is all me. And yeah. I'm saying that in a humble tone too, because I'm independent. Yeah. yeah. I built all this shit on my own. Yeah. I figured out how to make it work. And then I've brought other people in to yeah. help stabilize it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I could still be doing this on my own. Yeah. But I have people like Tony Minard, who's my assistant. Okay. So she helped me maximize my time. Yep. And um, optimize how I was working mm-hmm. and have some processes and, and body. She was a body that could replicate myself when I can't duplicate myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was extremely critical specifically for this show because of the man hours and the labor that she was able to help me be more efficient because yeah. I was able to optimize and create more work based on her manpower and her time and what she was doing behind the scenes. But I also have a publicist team that I hire. Mm -hmm. They're really critical in making sure my, my work is amplified. So Uh doing the work is important, making sure it gets up and out, but then making sure it's amplified, especially when I'm doing it independently, because in in my industry, like similar industries, even in real estate, for example, mm-hmm. you work with an agency because they have marketing tools, they have PR, they have all these things that you don't have, so you can just do the work, right? And yeah. they get paid a percentage for that. Yeah. Galleries the same way in the art world. Right. They have marketing and PR, and they're helping on the sales process to make sure we can just focus on producing, being producers. Yeah. Right. So pulling that in independently and figuring out how to stabilize and set up my my enterprise and pulling in the right people like Tony that I mentioned and publicist and art house, which is my management team out of Chicago. Okay. So it's just this full team of people. Yeah. And I'm not even mentioning the gallery yet. And the gallery's helping actually like stay on the show up. Yep. Having the space, making yep. sure there's a back end process for the sales and things like that. So it's a lot of people yeah, really involved 
and and more than just painting the work right. you know it's like thousands of dollars hundreds of hours multiple people people yeah. i can't even mention because i don't even know their names sure. i've only met them briefly or yeah. the teams have teams right yeah, yeah. so exactly. the publicist has a team right. my, my management has a team right. i got a go-to person on those teams but they got teams because they got to support themselves so right. it's an ecosystem in itself yeah. it's pretty dope that is really cool to hear yeah so how would you say uh in, in regards to how you feel what do you think the success of your first solo was uh did you have a lot of paintings that went did you have do you have people did you expect the the uh, the people to show up was it was it expected of you to see the amount of people that was there man i don't know what to expect because all this is new this is my first solo show so like for me it's kind of cool because i feel like a kid i don't really have any expectations i can be like Mm -hmm. real bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and just be like i'm just so so proud and humble and grateful and i don't know what's great i don't know what's bad yeah so success is a measurement that's constantly changing for me um and I think I, I pushed myself really hard to set the bar high mm-hmm. because of I was naive also for what to expect, yeah. also what was normal. Mm-hmm. But because I'm so fresh in this art scene, I've only been fucking around with it for like four years. And I've only been to a handful of galleries and museums mm-hmm. and a handful of shows. I'm only basing that off of what I've seen. Right. So it's similar to music. It's like if you grow up and you're like really big into Mozart, and all you've heard is Mozart. When you go to compose music, you're going to either compose just like Mozart, yeah. or hopefully you're going to take all those little pieces and those those nodes and those melodies and those 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 that that music, and you're going to make it your own, and you're going to try to make it better. Right. And that's what I was. That's what I feel like I was able to do because the gallery, who's been around for a long time, said no one they've never seen a show like this. They've never had an artist this involved. Yeah. Um, and I was on some Kanye shit, man. I was like, get the fuck out of my way. I don't want anybody around. I don't want anybody talking. Right. I know exactly what I want. Yeah. Yep. You guys can help, please. That's great. But like, I literally need everyone to just believe in the vision. Bro. Yeah. And they, they let me. And the vision was realized. Bro, you know what's what's beautiful about that? Let's go right into this because I've been given a lot of thought about this uh, this thought and process of being... Uh, when we talk about success or we talk about people who are going through and doing things on their own, uh, but needing some sort of, some sort of uh, help or some people to facilitate, how do you, how do you get the people to see that vision? Is it more so that you just focus on just saying, Hey, get out of my way and let me do my thing and try to plug them in or try to have them come in and find themselves in a place where they can serve you and help you with the vision? What, let me ask you that. This is, that's a good question. We, because we deal it, with this a lot. Yeah, this is a good question because it's really hard because it's like when you're also new in a space yeah. and you have good character, you know, you have some humility and you don't want to be a, an absolute asshole. Right. There's part of me that really just wants to be like, everyone just listen. Mm-hmm. But because I also value everyone's experience mm-hmm. and their 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 insight and I wouldn't have them on my team if they didn't bring some kind of value. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly balancing trying to have everyone hear me while I hear everyone else. Mm-hmm. But but because it's my boat that I've built yeah. and then I'm like, "Oh, I need boat hands." Yeah. 
but I was rowing this boat on my own. Yeah. I need everyone to just realize I know how the boat steers. <laughs> yes. I built the engine. I can see where we're going. I already had the course. Y'all just here because I need y'all. Like I see all this. Now, if you have ideas along the way, like, oh, hey, this, if we steer this differently, cool, I'm, I'm here to help. But if immediately I don't see value in it or it is not working, then it's maybe a distraction too. And so it's a balance too of making sure that I listen to the right things and yeah. the right people and right. people that have the right interests and they also have the right investment. Yeah. Right. People that are equally invested and care about the boat as much as I do yes. and care for it and want to make sure it lasts forever. Those are the people I'm going to listen to more yeah. because like Chin and y'all, you know, like, that's like, cause he cares, you know, like yeah. it's like, it's like you can have people all the time. Like, and I'm not even complaining cause I have good people on my team, mm -hmm. but no one cares. And they know this. Yeah. They, if they hear this, I don't care. Yeah. No, no. You, they do not, they do not care yeah. as much as I care. Yes. Yeah. And I don't need them to, and, and the but I look forward, I look right. forward to someone yeah. right. and I'm not looking to switch them out or swap them out. And I say someone with the opportunity to keep it open for them even. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I look forward for someone to love something the same that I do, knowing how we benefit yeah. from this boat. Yeah. And we survive in this boat. But once we get to the destination that y'all can't see, I bought a whole fucking island. Y'all yeah. about to have your own land, your own fucking house, but y'all want to talk about rowing. And I'm not saying anybody in particular, but this no, is life. I, I, but this is life. I feel you, bro. That's why I'm asking you these. I, yeah. I wanted to hear that same thing because I think that people who have, it, it really is an imbalance at first is, is what I feel like. I just recently heard this, that people who are great at things, if you really look at someone who's great at something, they're imbalanced. They're not balanced in everything in life. They are focused on what they are great at, which example, Kobe Bryant, he didn't shut, he didn't celebrate. If they say the mama mentality, I think every great person has that mentality. It's to be in balance, to be focused on what your end goal is supposed to be. And guess what? When you get to that end goal, you don't celebrate. And if you do celebrate, it's for a second. And then you're like, what's my next goal? Yo, peep this. I tell my kid this all the time. I bring up Kobe. I'm like, yo, look at him. Yep. Bro, after games, was shooting shots practicing. Right. You didn't hardly see him practice uh, celebrating. Right. He, if he did, it was for a brief moment. Right. And I ain't even, I ain't even looking at him. I don't think about Kobe ever. Right. Yeah. But when I'm in my moment, right. there's a moment when I'm like, oh, this is probably what Kobe was doing. Yeah. Oh, this is probably what Kanye <laughs> was doing. But then I quickly forget about them because I don't care about them. Right. I believe in myself. Yeah. I believe I'm great. Thank you. Thank and I you. still respect everyone else's greatness. Yeah. But you have to selfishly like, Look at yourself and believe in yourself. The power of self-confidence, yes. which is something that, you know, me and Come me on. and my homie got. Yeah. Is something is probably the biggest tool I'm trying to teach my kids yes. without having them feel overshadowed, shattered by my own. Yeah. Because that and is And that's tough because <laughs> if you're a really confident, strong personality, you can also suppress yes. someone's someone's personality as they're developing. And so figuring out how to be soft and still hard. And I say hard in a tone of like confidence yes. and firmness, yes. but still being soft enough that it allows my children to be vulnerable yeah. and, and sensitive and emotional 
but still learn how to find their own confidence. It's fucking hard. It is so hard. We, That's my biggest focus. Okay, so you two remind me a lot of each other, right? Yeah. Like, because we are. That's no wonder. <laughs> That's why we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. because that is exactly what we're going through in our own household and not just yeah. the kids, even with me, right? Yeah. Like it's, but it's a real, it's, it's super, it's hard because it's like the pace that, for instance, myself and the kids are going is a lot slower than what he would you know, yeah. expect or want from us, right? Yeah. So it's that battle. And I know it, what he's trying to teach us and what we're trying to learn, it's 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 a really appreciative and I can see it, but at the same time, it we were very sensitive or very emotional. So then we're like, gosh, <laughs> he's not, he's not think he's not thinking about how we like to learn. But in reality, what he's trying, what we're trying to do is be hard, which is very hard for us. What he's trying to do is be a little bit soft. It's hard for him. Yeah. So it is, for sure. um, it's, and I think that's the reason why, like, it's that constant communication. There's moments where, I mean, I find ourselves arguing a lot more because I'm learning to be hard by standing up for myself. Right. But it's sometimes then it, but it also makes him feel unappreciative, you yep. know? And I also so, go back to that, that boat thing reference, right? Like uh, I are, I'm already designed something that I'm, I'm, I'm going to that Island, bro. Yeah. Like I'm already designed. I, I told her the other day, like my mental right now is like warfare. I'm going to war. Yeah. It's how I look at it. Yeah. yeah I'm no going doubt. to war. And guess what? If you can't be by my side with me because you haven't been ready, you ain't prepared for war, you stay home then because I'm going to good. I'm going to get us there. I'm going to make sure that we're safe and that when we get there, you can, you can, you can, you can catch up. You want to make sure that it's going to be safe, right? Like that's, that's my mentality. And I think that when I look at things, when I want something or when I have a goal in mind, that's how I look at it. Sometimes you got to go on your, your own. own. And that's what, and when you we went I mean? hiking yeah. the other day in Colorado, you know, sure. I, I was the last one kind of just watching everybody and hoping the ones that were a little scared behind as solely took lead, you know, and, and I came back and to his sister's house and I just start writing all of the lessons I learned from just that one moment of hiking with the kids and solely. And there was moments where I, I even wrote this the other day where I said, Sometimes the people that you're with can't wait for you. They have they're on their own journey, you know. Yeah. And when they once they reach the top, they can, you know, choose to put their hand right back down and grab you too, you know. And I think that's what we were talking about because at that moment, you know, like I remember at one point our son Campbell got he got to the top already scared, did not want to move anymore. And the rest of the kids and solely wanted to keep going. And I wanted to keep going, but so I couldn't leave my 10-year-old by himself right there. I So I stayed back with him. And that's when I think I kind of was able to reflect on all the lessons along the way. Because in the beginning, Valentina and Mac and Maxwell and Campbell were just like, oh, I don't want to do this, you know. And then I was like, you guys, we, ha we have to keep going. And Sully, Sully wasn't waiting for none of us. And Sullivan wasn't either. Like, you guys just kept going. You guys actually walked ahead of me before. So they started ahead oh, of Oh, yeah, me, that's right. And, and you, I caught up with them. And yep. then I kept on going with them. Yep. And then the, the, my, my oldest and my youngest were the ones that wanted to keep going. They're like, yeah, let's keep, well, let's go. Yeah. We're up here. Let's, Let's make it to the going. top. Yeah, yeah. So I had to do a lot of like coaching with Valentina, you know, and then I think when there was college kids, you know, they, they walked past us and there wasn't a lot of kids on the trail and they said to Valentina, like, you're doing such a great job. Keep it up. And at that moment, when I was saying that it meant nothing to her, when a stranger <laughs> said it, 
it meant everything and it it's pushed always her like that, huh? i mean we talk about this about strangers right. and, and us yeah. when you get so close inside a circle yes you know imagine just five people standing in a circle yeah and you all are even talking loud or whispering it doesn't mm -hmm. matter yeah if you're all doing it at the same time you don't hear yeah. and even if you 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 hear the same message from the same person yeah. it's like you almost don't hear it until you hear it outside the circle yes. right. and it's like your ears are pointed this way <laughs> yes. but you hear it from this way but what y'all all said is a lot about yeah. leadership and sacrifice yeah. Yeah. and i've talked to the kids mom about this i've talked to the kids i'm like how many times do you see a winning team have a coach and an assistant coach arguing on the sidelines never they ain't winning if they are yeah i yeah. can promise you That's, that yeah so Who's a leader? Yeah. Man, in relationships I've had and relationships I may have, I'm not I'm not stating or, or putting my foot in the ground as the leader. Mm -hmm. I look for leadership qualities. Yeah. And if someone can lead me better than I can lead myself, absolutely. Yeah. I'll take a co-seat. I would, I would love I would, I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> right. But if you're not, I'm a doer. Right. So I'm gonna make sure that it's gonna get done. Yes. But I do like to sit back and try to see if people will do it on their own. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most of the time, that's actually something that's hard for me. Yeah. Because it's, it's a flex on patience to try to see if without talking, without yeah. giving verbal commands or anything, yeah. if you can make sure that people can do it on their own. That's, that's, that's what's up, man. That's, that's, that's something that I, I really like to dig deep in that because I think to, to see the success in what you've created for yourself in mm -hmm. the amount of a short period of four years, yeah. I think it's very, very uh, important to understand the back end, you know, the story, yes. the, the, the mental that it takes to get to where, I mean, think about how, how much time have you spent in painting, let's just say painting alone in the past, let's say how, 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 often, do you do it, how often do you do it on a daily basis? So when I got sober in 2019, mm -hmm. I was telling uh, I was telling the kid's mom this the other day because we were having a, a discussion yeah. about just mental health and trying to better co-parent. Yeah, and I was like, "Man, I used to be a professional alcoholic. I was a professional cocaine user. Mm -hmm. I was great at it. I mm -hmm. did it like four days a week. I knew mm -hmm. how to get it. I knew how to get it for free, <laughs> <laughs> and I knew how to use it professionally. Right. So when I when I stopped doing all that." It was like, I'm a, I'm, 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 I'm always gonna lean into things I love. Right. Yeah. I've always been that way. So like, I loved partying. Yes. I leaned into it. Yes. Then I had all this empty space and time. And my idle mind was like, find something. I already had a little bit of art in there, but it was more so like just getting this stuff out of the way. And that mm -hmm. was some bad relationships, some yeah. bad environments, some bad habits, yeah. and it opened up this space. Yeah. And this space allowed these things to come in that I I was totally blocking out before. Yeah. And it was almost like, you know, you hear people say blocking your blessings. <laughs> That's what I was doing and I didn't realize it. So people are like, how are you able to, how are you able to get down, get down and get painting so quick and like get that good so quick? And I was like, I practice every day. So we talk about Kobe. I tell, tell my son, they say you can't teach confidence. I, I challenge that. Because I think that you can, it's the hardest thing to teach. Mm -hmm. But I think you can yeah. if you encourage and foster people to do things they like yeah. and things they love and to practice it. I think yeah. that's and the key. That's the, that's, I mean, that's the recipe. Yeah, if you just really lean towards things you like yeah. or love, mm -hmm. and I'm recorrecting myself because I've told people in the past, just find your passion. Yeah. And there's this book um, 
the happy sexy millionaire that i'm reading right now the title's terrible but the book is fire because it actually tells you how to stop focusing on finding your passion and how that that prescriptive statement mm -hmm. can actually be discouraging for people okay. right. who don't understand what their passion, passion. is. Right. Yeah. And instead of rephrasing it and say, try to lean towards things you like and love. That's right. And that can be that can be hobby related. Yeah. Uh, that could be professional related. Yeah. That could be family related. Yeah. That could be even self self related yeah. if if that's something that's needed. Yeah. Um, and that's the recipe. Yeah. I really think that's the recipe. So yeah. I don't know how many paintings I've done. I'm with you. I'm, just I'm doing consistent. something I love and yeah. I like. And I started saying I'm going to do it every day. And I didn't choose the easy part. It wasn't like, oh, like um, I want to bake or cook. Yeah. So I'm going to start with pancakes and right. cookies. Right. It was like, yeah, I did that a couple times. But now I'm like creme brulee. Yeah. I want a I want a lava cake. I want, yeah, you know, you know like yeah, I know. Beat mine though. Yeah. You know <laughs> it we... don't beat mine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, just invite me over. I'll do a test <laughs> taste tester. Shit. Uh, Save me 6 hours of making that shit. Of being because didn't you make it at our house? Oh, yeah, I've made it yeah. a couple times. Yeah. Made, we made it. Yeah. Yeah. Made it a couple times. Yeah. I feel yeah. like there's a lot of things that's been birthed out of this house. And, yeah. you know, well, some, yeah. of your art, some of your art stuff, you know, like we have your first piece of work, yep. Yep. the Chicago skyline. And then when you wanted to do something more local here, we talked about what was that? That was just more, that was like more of a support, uh, or, like, you know, just friendship yeah. things, right? Like, yes, I, I was thinking about this the other day when I heard somebody say, I don't know if I was watching a podcast or what I was watching, but um, they said something about, you know, tell people your dreams and this and that, but in in some aspect, I think that when you hear also when they say, hey, when you make a wish, you're like, hey, don't tell your wish or else it won't come true. And I think part of that is because when you tell people your wishes and your dreams, they can't see that vision, right? So when they can't see that vision, they automatically knock that dream or that wish or that vision. And I think that when, when you do sometimes just stick onto the grind and do what you do. So when you hit me up, I remember you hitting me up. I was like, hey, Sully, you want to buy one of my paintings? <laughs> I was like, when do you start paying, fool? Bro, people still to this day do that. Hey, and then, you know, when when you when you hit me, I was like, sure, you're my boy. Let me support that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just one of the greatest things to see yes. and, and just be able to support that in that aspect and see that. And now where you're from there to here, mm -hmm. like, bro, you, you you followed your dreams. Ain't you nobody, didn't see. nobody see that. Yeah, yeah. we saw Did, that. I didn't see it. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe you all did, but we didn't did. nobody see like where it's already at, yeah. you know? Yeah, I don't think we could have seen that far ahead, I but I think like once- No, I, when think, you I see... think I saw the capability of supporting a friend yes. and his dreams, if that's what he wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, even, we met up the, like the following week and I bought another piece from yeah. you. Yeah. Like, like those he... are things that I just yeah. felt like at that time, how do you, how do you help? your friends follow their dreams by supporting what they want to do, right? Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is. And even if you keep That's changing right. your mind on what you do, yeah. like keep supporting because I think we're all on a journey where we're discovering ourselves and trying to figure ourselves out. We don't know what we're doing. I mean, when you were working in the professional world, I remember you hating the corporate world, you know, and yeah. to see you be authentically who you were meant to be today and seeing what you do now, it's like, man, this is, you went after it. You, it, yeah. you know, like it was a risk huge yeah. risk you know but at the same time like you're opening up doors and 
you know, creating paths for a lot of us that did not see anything outside of corporate because that's what we were, you know, taught to do. And you're able to show like, you know what, find that love, find, what do you love doing? Go do it every day, practice it. And yeah, that's props, this is bro. what, you know, you get from it. Super so. proud of you on that aspect. Yeah, very, man, very proud. For sure. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's what's yeah, up. Thanks. Yeah, I feel like this is the way I was always supposed to be, you know, and yeah. that's, that's why like my best, the best advice I've gotten before I, before this chapter, this art, artist be more. Yeah. And this is so natural and like comfortable for me to be in this place. But before that, some of the best advice I got was from an old boss that told me, like, this is how she delivered the information. She's like, you're not, a, we don't think you're authentic. And I was so mad because as a, as a coach personality, as a leader and an inspiring type of personality naturally, mm-hmm. that was delivered horribly. Mm-hmm. She could have told me that same advice five different ways to Sunday. Yeah. yeah. But she delivered it the way she did mm-hmm. and it cut me. And when yeah. it cut me, I was licking my own wounds and I was thinking about it while I was licking them. And I was like, I ran through the barbed wire fence. I cut myself. She didn't uh-huh. cut me with that. Mm-hmm. She just showed me I was bleeding. Yeah. Mm. I hate it here. Yeah. No wonder she thinks I'm not authentic. <laughs> right. I hate fucking right. cutting my hair. I hate dressing in this tie. I hate changing my voice a little bit. <laughs> hey, this is Robert. I oh hated that shit. Soli is Soli used to do that too. Remember? We when, all do. Yeah, we all do. Fucked up because we're we're. We're, we're it's trained survival to do that. mode. Yes, it's survival yes. mode. And we're taught that we yes. have to be polished and the good Asians, yes. the good blacks. It's created division in between us even. Yeah, 100%. So bro. when I finally oh. figured that out, I was like, oh, she gave me the best advice. <laughs> I'm quitting this job. <laughs> I got to get out of here. You had similar yeah, things I mean, too. That's, that's I why I quit too. Yeah. I couldn't handle it anymore no. when I was working at the bank. I was just like, dude, what am I doing here? Yeah. I'm getting paid $16 an hour to sit here in a fucking in front of a desk and just look at a computer after I finish my work in two hours. They want to pay me Same. for eight. Like, I could be doing something greater than this. This is stupid that I'm sitting here and wasting my life. Man, ultimately, I got fired because I didn't quit soon enough. And I was tricking the job off. So what you were saying... <laughs> So what you were saying is I would get my work done in three hours, like right. I normally did. I've right. been doing this since high school, right. since elementary school, trying to get my work done, still doing it yeah. pretty good, yeah. but I don't want to do it. I don't fuck with school. Right. I don't fuck with corporate work. I don't fuck with structure. I do fuck with structure built by myself, but not like inherited structure. Right. So, you, man, I got fired because- Yours is systems. I got fired because I was at another job interview. <laughs> And it was over my lunch break, and this shit took like two and a half hours. So I came back from break. I came back from break, and they're like, they pulled me into HR, and she was like, you've been gone for three hours. And I was like, well, I was like, I don't think it was quite three. But I was like, yes, I was gone longer than I was supposed to. I was like, man, I just ran into some problems on lunch break. And she was like, well, this is, you know, you've already on a written or whatever. She's like, we're going to have to let you go. And I was like, no, I quit. I was like, don't fire me. I was like, I quit. I'm done. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm walking out right now. And I was like, I was like, and you're going to hear from my attorney. <laughs> man, I sued them motherfuckers, man. I got paid too. Oh, okay. Hey, we won't, we won't go into depth yeah. about it. Oh, I can't go into depth about it. Yeah. But they know. Y'all know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say it because my attorney said I can't. I ain't trying to give y'all no money back. But they know. They know. But yeah, so that that was kind of the beginning of me being like, 
all right, yeah. now, now I still need to pay my bills and my family and stuff. So I did yeah. a couple yeah. couple jobs still. Yeah. yeah. But COVID hit and it was just the perfect yeah. timing. I yeah. end of twenty nineteen, I did a DNA test. Yeah. That was you know, I've always been identified as biracial. Yeah. yeah. By default because of America. Yeah. Black. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't look Caucasian as much as I look black. That's yeah. why. But when I did my DNA test, I was able to connect with uh, cultures and tribes and ethnicities that were deeper than what I knew. That's what's up. And so it allowed me to research and get yeah. connected with my people, my kinfolk, my ancestors. Mm -hmm. And so as I started to paint, this is what mm -hmm. I was talking about earlier, I didn't pick just bacon cookies and pancakes. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to challenge myself. So yes. I was like, what am I the weakest at? If I want to be great at this, yep. mm -hmm. I need to practice my weak points because yeah. I already know what I'm good at. Those yes. are there. I got them tucked. My yes. weaknesses. So I was like, painting faces. What y'all bought wasn't faces because no. that was a comfort zone. Yeah, that, yep. I had to break out of that. So I was like, I'm going to paint a face every day. You know, just got back from Jamaica in January 2020. I remember that. And COVID kind of just started rumbling a little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we were all at home working because of the quarantine. So I had these little pockets of time in between conference calls where I could paint. Mm -hmm. And I was carpe diem'ing the hell out of this moment because it was like, I need to seize the day. Yeah, I need, This is the only chance I have to potentially leave this world. And I saw the light. Yep. So I started painting faces every day and I was like, I just need to get good at it. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. muscle memory. How yeah. how important was that for you to reconnect with your roots? Oh, because I don't, it's so important because mm -hmm. I just couldn't connect with painting anybody. So like, especially being black, growing up art to me, yeah. I was never growing up and taught about fine art or art collecting. We might've yeah. had a couple of things on the wall that was from like Walmart or a <laughs> yeah. poster or something. <laughs> but outside of that, it right. was Biggie. Tupac, Nipsey, right. it was all hip hop art, which is not fine art. Right. So for me, it was being resistant to painting anything I was familiar with mm -hmm. and leaning into painting only regular people. Yeah. Because for me, it was like when I go up to a painting and I look at a face and it's Nipsey, I already know his story. Right. I already know most about it. It's, right. it's all it is for me is it's a, it's a it's an exchange of. Is it a good painting or not? Right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. Right. And I move on. Yeah. But if I see someone that's regular, that's reminiscent of someone I may have known, yeah. or someplace I can travel or be connected mm -hmm. to, and there's an unknown element where yeah. I don't know this person and mm -hmm. I maybe want to get to know them, yeah. I've sat with my work and it's spoken to me. Yeah. Like, like for hours, right? Without any words, and I can hear these characters that I've painted and created. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they become kind of real. Well, there's a story behind everybody, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, right. everything. Yeah, well, like, so if you don't get disrupted by someone else's story you already know, yeah. you right. have an unlimited space to travel. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, and that's like one of the paintings that you had. It was, I think it was two boys in a bowl. Do you, I, I don't know what the interpret, like how I. Y'all got that painting. Yeah. I, what I. Yeah, we do have that painting. What, what I said about <laughs> you that. You do have that painting. I know. It what ain't I framed, I assume. No, it's, no, he, it's still rolled up right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a year. Yeah, <laughs> and I have that, and I have the marbles one. Yeah, yeah, those are good. Ones. Yeah, but what I saw from that was I saw the whole feeding thing where when my siblings were, you know, in the war in Cambodia, and the stories that they tell me about how they had to sneak food or steal food, and they try to make sure that each sibling was able to eat. That's what it reminded me of, of like feeding each other. So even your art spoke in a different, a different light for even as Asians, you know? So it's really cool to be able to see that different cultures go through the same things and it yeah. can really speak in so many ways, depending on where you come from, depending on, you know, your experiences. And that was really cool to be able to connect in that sense too. Yeah. Um, and even this one, 
you know, here to listen to doctors in. This is honestly, and the reason why we put it here is because when our kids, when we have dinner or just anything, we sit here and we talk about everything, let it all out. We, you know, growing up, my parents didn't let us talk about our feelings, but we let our kids be so open and we don't judge them. We just listen, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, and before I used to get upset, like whatever they're going to tell me. So they couldn't tell me, but we've learned that we just have to allow our kids to just let them be, you know, and we have to take a moment. So if there's moments that they tell us things that maybe we just don't believe in, we got to take a moment and just decompress from what is what we heard and come back and, you know, process it. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of deep connection too, with like our cultures. Mm -hmm. And have you ever heard the term Asiatic? No, I haven't. It's because the original people are the sans people. Like it's literally like a fact. You can Google it, but they're on the Eastern coast of Africa, which mm -hmm. is the closest coast that would border Asia, especially if we were still one landmass like they believe we were. Right. Yeah. But if you look at facial structures mm -hmm. of the sand people, they're a lighter skinned African mm -hmm. tribe and culture. Um, well, if um, you look at and Ethiopians. They, and they have, and Ethiopians too, but they have higher cheekbones and they have slanted, more skinnier eyes. Mm -hmm. their, their facial features and their, uh, their, their characteristics are very blended. Between yeah. an Asian feature and an African feature, but because right. of their proximity, if you look at migration paths, natural yeah. migration paths, yeah. it's like the connection is so closely connected between Africa, Persia, and Asia as the original mm. cultures. Yeah. I mean, right. if you look at the the age of religions and spirituality and right. things like that, it's like there's so much facts out there. So like for me, it's really been cool too to also learn myself yeah. and mm -hmm. the truth opposed to the history we've been taught here in America yeah. um, through art. Yeah. Right. You know, I've learned, I learned a lot about myself, my people, and even connected cultures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so how do you, how do you teach your children since they're also, you know, a mix of the, what well, they would be, what are they 25%? Yeah. African-American and then 75% Caucasian, right? Yeah. Okay. It's, so how, how do you, how do you, how do you help your children identify who they are? It's tough um, mm -hmm. because sometimes I have talks with them and I'm like, y'all can't say certain things. And I'm like, you got to be careful of how you also present yourself. You know, mm -hmm. there's there's pros and cons to yeah. the way they are and, and how they'll navigate through the world and also how I teach them. But it's very important for me to keep them connected deeply to Absolutely. that 25%. Because yeah. they live in a white world. Yeah. And because of their also their their DNA, their their ethnic makeup, they have a lot of inheritance of white and European experiences yeah. and identities. What? So to keep yeah. them as closely connected to that, whether it's school, fast sports, um, family, mm -hmm. friends, just to keep them interconnected, not only with our own culture, yeah. but other diverse brown and black cultures mm -hmm. is very important because yes. we're in America and we're in Iowa. So it's mm -hmm. like we already have a lot of all that other stuff. Yeah. So it's my job to try to get them in that right places. Yep. And they've naturally navigated and gravitated towards brown and black cultures whether it's music or mm -hmm. pop culture yeah. or or traditions mm -hmm. yeah. and food, they're naturally drawn towards that. So yeah. I like to see that happening because that's how I was growing up. Yeah, and that's the things that I, I I've been telling our you know our kids and you know 
I, I keep it real. You know me, be like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't mess around. <laughs> yeah. So like literally, we were in, um, we were in, uh, you know, we were in Denver and we're driving through, and there's a lot of homeless people. And I tried to explain to them all the time. You know, I was like, listen, you know, th- th- this is very important. I know a lot of that has to do with mental illness as yeah. well. I mean, I'm not, not not to say that every homeless person out there is mentally ill or has some sort of issues in that regards to that. But I also think that, you know, America loses its way in regards to keeping tradition, right? You know, let's say first, second generation Italians, do they still speak Italian? Uh, you know, Germans, do they still yeah, speak yeah. German, right? Like so on, so on. And I think as we live here in America, we start to lose the culture of where we actually came from, which then really instill, if you think about culture in general, everybody else's culture, it's very family oriented. It's very about like, hey, let's let's keep this alive. Let's keep talking. Let's keep helping each other. And I think here we just lose that way because we're, we're, we're so um, mixed up with the material things, the the American dream, having all these things, which you think money is the only thing that can buy, right? But then after two, three, maybe four generations in, whatever that was built actually is probably gone. And you never know, that person could be end up homeless. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to keep my kids on the same aspect, try to help them understand that why what we're teaching them is going to help them later in life and hopefully that they can teach their children the same, you know? Like, I just hate to see, you know, in the next four generations down that our great, great, great grandkids are just not thriving, right? As people, yeah. your bloodline just dies off at a certain time. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I, have a, I have a hard time with that too in regards to what I teach the children. And to me, it's just, I always teach old school hard work. And that's just what I'm used to is what I've been growing up. And I think that's what's going to allow you to survive. Yeah. Because if you don't, you get comfortable. Yeah. And when you get comfortable, stop growing yeah and and especially right now like so like teaching my kids to make sure that they learn something that they can use with their hands yeah that can't necessarily be as quickly replicated or replaced by a machine yeah right is also important because like where we're headed so making sure that they still have some like some core traditional skills yeah Mm -hmm. is really important um out here in this world but yeah man it's tough you know being a parent there's no real right answer you know it's just you try to do the best you can, and yeah. I probably have more corrections and lessons mm-hmm. than I. Sometimes I end up learning something for myself yes. and trying to teach them something. Yeah, right. And you know, just trying to just get, just be good. Yeah, just be good. Do the best I can. You know, like, and you know, I I had good, I had a good dad, and my dad could have did better. Mm-hmm. But I had yeah. such a good dad yeah, that I don't even, I don't even look at it like. Like there was something missing. Yeah. But now that I did have that and I'm and I'm older, I'm like, oh, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to fill in the gaps. Yeah. You know, you have good parents or a good parent or even not. Yeah. You're supposed to just try to fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's evolution. You try to do your best. Yeah. yeah. But let's go into that a little bit. Um, yeah. So you, obviously you're, you're, a, you're a single father right yeah. now in regards to... How how do you feel that that's what changes did you have to make as a father to to be more present and still do what you do like what what are the changes that you had to do for yourself so that you can be what you want to be for your children I'm going back to the boat because mm-hmm. if I was drunk and driving the boat mm-hmm. I don't even know if we would get, we might be off course we probably were right I mean how can you trust someone yeah. drunk driving the boat yeah it's true 
So once I got my shit right, right, mm-hmm. whoever wasn't behind me, now that I was like, okay, y'all, y'all need a good captain. <laughs> I got some shit clear and I'm cleaned up. I'm, I, we're on the same path. I had to re- redirect a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Now I'm focused. Who's on board? Right. Yeah. Right. No, everyone's still on board. Yeah. And that's just unfortunate. Um, and there's no bad feelings or anything. It's mm-hmm. life. Um, and you know, who knows? Maybe people will build their own boat and find their own path and travel. That's what you hope for anyone. Yeah, Yeah. that's what you hope for anyone. But for me, it was just really just saying, okay, there's only so much I can do to try to make sure everyone's on the same path. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I brought along along as much as I could. Yeah. Um, I made sure everyone was stable before I got back on the boat and kept on the journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But some people are behind. And that and that's and okay. That's just, that's and they'll journey. still be a part of your life. I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah. And so that's the hardest part mm-hmm. is being like there's two separate journeys. Mm-hmm. There's two separate boats. Yeah. And the passengers have to be shared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. hard. And um Yeah, so I find myself taking my boat, going back to the shore. Yeah. Dropping the kids off and trying to see if I can get a little further on my path that next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe I might make it a mile a nautical mile or two longer. Mm-hmm. But I gotta go back to the shore again yep. and get my kids mm-hmm. and see if we can make it a little longer yeah. next time so I can yeah. just show them the island. How, how yeah. hard is that on your mental in regards to uh, having to do the travel back um and and going forward? Is it something that um you're used to? Is it something that uh that sometimes you have to take your own breaks? I mean, what what is it that allows you to continue to go back and forth, what drives you to do that and to be successful? I know I'm not going to see the island in the next five or 10 years. Mm-hmm. I've accepted that. But I'm still trying to get a nautical mile or two more yep. each time. And I would love for boats to be traveling in tandem yeah, or even a little closer yeah, and having the passengers shared or yeah. or knowing we're both working together. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I'd split the island in half. If that were the case, yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the kids. Yeah. So, that's but that, but that's just that's just where I'm at right now, and I'm yeah. actually good with it. And um, the acceptance part, we talked about this when we we're in Colorado with your sister. Yeah. Accepting the things the way that they are currently, yeah, and taking it day by day. Yeah. Um, and you never know. I mean, I always feel like some when the other person is on their journey, and they may. It may come full speed. All of a sudden, you're like, "Whoa! I didn't realize you're just right, right behind me." And then, you know, life can just get a, a little easier after that too. So, I know we're not separated, but we go through the same kind of experience that you're discussing. You know, because we do like, you know, like Soli might be on a journey way ahead of me. I'm trying to play catch up, and there's our kids that needs, you know, that has a very experienced father and then a, a, a mother that probably is going through the growth with them and trying to balance that and trying to make sure that his mental health is still okay while we're all behind him. Because it is, as men, I think sometimes we forget the workload that you guys have and the mental load um, and just making sure we check in. And I'm not always great at it because sometimes you just expect that from the, the man, you know, to be able to just hold the boat together. But there's moments where it's like, man, I can't drive right now. Like I, I need a break. But that's you key know? that you're mentioning that. Yeah. And that's where like, that's where I'm back to. Man, I would have loved to have had a co-pilot and a pilot, a co-captain and a captain mm-hmm. in the boat. Yeah. But I literally couldn't have chaos 
in the boat because we weren't getting it. We were going in circles. So it was just, it was one of those things with just like, you know, life changes and yeah. I'm dealing with it. Um, yeah. And I, I didn't think life would be this way, no. but I'm, I'm really happy. I am, man, my relationship with my kids is so good. And it's in, it's without any interference. Mm -hmm. Um, There's still a lot of challenges we have in the the shared homes and co-parenting and stuff like that. But I'm noticing a good relationship with my kids. Um, I wish I had them in the boat full time. We would already hit one of the islands. Mm -hmm. I promise you that. (laughs) But I'm also okay because I'm like, man, I could go, I could go to the island by myself too. I built this boat, but now I can afford a jet. Yeah. So I'm going to go visit the island while my kids yeah. are on the shore for a week. Yeah. That's kind of my mental right now. How important do you would you say that being happy? I mean, because a happy is going to be kind of subjective to a lot of things, right? Yeah. But how important is your happiness? What is it on the scale to you? Um, it rank up there in regards to what it does for you as a person like how important where, where does that sit like being happy is that one of your number one priorities in regards to that and what is that happiness is it is it i don't goals? know is it i don't know, know how to answer yeah. how like how to make myself happy yeah here's some things i focus on mm-hmm. um is making sure i have some decent routines mm-hmm. making sure i have peace in my life mm-hmm. making sure i'm doing something i actually like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being around people I actually like. Mm-hmm. I've noticed when those things are a focus, happiness is a byproduct. Yes, I would agree. But whenever I focus too much on happiness, I get lost because I don't know what I'm looking for. Yes. But I noticed what things make me happy. Yes. And so now I focus on them. <laughs> yes. Right. Because even some of those things that make me happy bring me pain. Right. Yeah. yeah. But happiness isn't something I can grab off of a shelf. Yes. You're right no. on that. Anger isn't even something I can you, grab off a shelf. hundred percent. They're all a byproduct of the things and people and environments I put myself in. Yes. percent. And and making sure I reflect how I respond to things. Yeah. Yes. Can make me more angry, more sad. Being just self-aware. Self-awareness. You know, self-awareness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and give you And you say, ow, that hurt. Okay. Yeah. But why? And mm-hmm. what happened? And are you going to let that happen again? Yeah. And if you do, fine. But are you okay with it happening a third time? Yeah. And that's where like making sure you recognize that and going to the source yeah. of the happiness or the source of the pain. Yeah. And figuring that shit out, figuring out how to make sure you bring it up or kill it. Yeah. That's right. Because that's what I had to do. Literally yeah. I had to say, okay, here's the things I know that are not bringing me anything good. And yeah. if I can't fix them, Yep. Then I need to remove them. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's problem solving. That's it. Oh, yeah. Root cause That's analysis. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Wow. You have grown it so much. Like I love <laughs> listening to you. Um, I I met you years ago. Well, I mean, but yeah, but I feel like I never got to know you on this level. Well, yeah, because he know? wasn't authentic to himself. He was <laughs> yeah. he was yeah. somebody that he Pretending to pretending be. Pretending to be. Yeah. yeah. And I was all fucked up too. I didn't want to talk yeah. to you. See, and you know what's so yeah. and you know what's crazy? Yeah. I avoid when you, people. When you talk when you're talking about like the cocaine and the alcohol, I didn't know you were doing any of that. Like I, I can't know. I'm just like oblivious to things like that. Like you wanna know something funny? <laughs> I know. So okay. <laughs> when I was dating this guy, he not solely, another person, and um <laughs> Well, the fact that you said this guy and then <laughs> had to explain that it wasn't Sully, no. like I wouldn't assume, like I wouldn't assume that you weren't saying this guy, like this guy was funny well, as hell. 
Well, okay. So I didn't know that he smoked weed. I didn't know what weed smelled like. I thought it was a white person's house smell because <laughs> Bro. Yeah, because I've gone to a few white people's houses and their house smells like that. So I just thought it was a, a smell because there's a house a smell for Asians too. So I thought this was it. I don't know. No, you just went everywhere, to, everywhere you go and everyone's smoking. You, hey, you just went to a person's house that smoked weed. Yeah. <laughs> so I did not know that he even did that for the whole two years. Isn't that crazy? That yeah. That's that, wild. Yeah. So when you said that, I've I've been around you, I guess, when you were under the influence, but I would have never guessed anything because I just didn't know. Like I, I just didn't. Well, I'm glad you bring that up too, because like I know this is a little off topic. Mm -hmm. But just for people out there like building relationships or dating, something I recently did is I told my girl, we've been dating for over a year, mm -hmm. that I smoked. Now, did she know that I smoked? Maybe. Do I do it all the time? No. Do I do it when I'm stressed? Yes. Mm -hmm. The only reason I didn't tell her is because early in a relationship and people do this, they set really strong like, I don't do this. Right. If you, and I'm telling you what, men especially, yeah. if you fine and you tell them, I don't mess with someone that does this. Yeah. We might have just did it yesterday. <laughs> but we are not going to admit it if we want to be with you. We are going to lock up. We're going to try not to lie. But we're probably never going to talk about that shit again. That's so if y'all want a brother or a person that's going to be honest, you might not want to be so firm. Don't set in them. your requirements right. and get to learn them and yes. let them be themselves because you're almost setting yourself up for someone you don't know. Yes. And then you're with them for you're two years. Up for a representative. Yep. And then you're with them for two years and you're like, I didn't know they were like this. Oh my God. Well, okay, sure. You probably didn't. But if you wouldn't have said, I don't like this, 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 and this, you probably would have learned that they do this, 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 and this. <laughs> and that they are still the person. And that person. they're still the same person. Yeah, still the same person. person. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly. It's different if you, like you said, if you get out of control and you're doing things where it's cl it's, it's clouding your mind, then that's different. But if, if you literally, if, if you are a good person and you're doing yeah. what you're supposed to be doing, listen, you do whatever the you want to do as long that's as you it. ain't hurting other people. That's yeah. that's what I tell my kids. You know just I mean? don't hurt nobody else. You can that's do right. whatever. That's right. I love I love that you said that because I wish I would have known that advice before. Then I wouldn't feel like I just didn't know the person after I found out about it. Because then it felt felt like they were just lying the entire time. You know. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people go through that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's facts. true. Yeah. It's so true. Facts, man. So true. Okay. Cool. No, I'm good. All right. That's what's up. Well, All man. Right. Well, yeah, that was such a great conversation. Thank yeah. you for enlightening us. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Brother, Thanks for having me. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank, thank you for your time. Yes. I know yeah. that you're a busy man these days, but yes. let's do some breakfast or lunch. Yeah. Can we go to Little Brothers? Oh, yeah. That place what's Little Brothers? Fire. I ain't been there. Uh, oh, Soli brought me Their one time. Their pancakes are oh, fire. Can we just go to yeah. Oh, I know you. I, yeah. I, will, I know yeah. you will respect. Well, I tried calling you that day, remember? I hit you up. I had some time and I, I hit you up. And oh, you yeah. Sleeping. I missed your call. Yeah. yeah. And I went to go eat by myself. I was sleeping. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So he Let, could have been the first one to eat with schedule me. So, that. Yeah, we'll schedule right, yeah. that up for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm proud of y'all doing this thing, this opening up some of these conversations. So, um, yeah. and, you know, building it around a garden of love, you know, that's, yeah. uh, that title resonates with me and flowers and how yeah. we all are like plants and we need water and we yes. need conversation we need communion yeah you know a flower by itself in a field is not going to do as well yeah in a field full of flowers that are using the same type of roots and soil yeah. and yeah. working together so you already know, know bro like hey 
you already know that's in our future. Just go ahead and speak it into existence. Yes. Flower being farm. spoke into uh, existence. Yeah, you already know. You know. You love. You know. We love flowers. And all the I know. That's why it just makes sense. It's gonna be it's something we love. It's gonna be yeah. tatted gardeners going in there. <laughs> hard as hell. Hard as hell. Actually, yeah. that's hard a dope hell. visual. I I can see it. I because see that's it. the the masculinity and the softness mm -hmm. we're both pursuing. Yes. We have both. It's yes. in there. It's in there for sure. We're, we're working towards the maximizing kind of level. Yeah. You know? And yeah. And working on, you know, what we talked about working on a weakness, you know, and yeah. a weakness could be being soft for you guys. And then like for me, a weakness is being hard. <laughs> and hard. so it's nice to have both of you guys to be able to bring me to make me harder. You know, like yeah. I listening to you guys and, you know, this whole entire conversation, a lot of things are running through my head of things I want to work on, you know, so. Thank and it's, you. it's so hard. Yeah, it's so hard to, to keep the beautiful qualities we have about ourselves that mm -hmm. makes us us like your softness yeah, yeah. makes you you yeah. our hardness makes us us yeah. mm. i ain't gonna be in i don't want to be that <laughs> i don't want right, you right. to be hard right. you'd make right. me uncomfortable if you came in here swollen shit <laughs> but finding that balance yes. is like so important still being able to be that person that we all know you on the outside but yes. having these qualities inside yeah. that mature is yes. what it's all about. Well, yes. One of my homeboys just messaged me. Man, we, we keep going. Uh, one of my homeboys messaged me the other day. He, he says, it says, I am. And he goes, fill in that I am. And then it's like, what do you identify yourself as? He goes, now, if you take that word of the I am word out, are you still the same person? And it hit, you know, it was good because it's like, okay, if you say, oh, I'm hard or I'm, or I'm soft or I'm this, if you take that out, then can you still identify yourself as that? So he helped me. Put in like I'm limitless, you know, or I'm I, I'm I'm interchangeable. I can be anything I want to be. Now that's what you want to be, right? Like you don't want to just identify with the one thing. Mm -hmm. You want to help yourself identify being whatever the hell you want to be. Yeah, now I've heard this a few times, so, and even Nardwar, who does like hip hop interviews with like a, all the hip hop icons. Yeah, he recently asked Jay Z, not recently, in the old video, yeah. asked Jay Z. Yeah, he's interviewing. Him, he's like, "Who are you?" And Jay-Z starts going on and on and on, like, I'm a hip-hop, I'm a fashion person, da da, yeah, da. And he's yeah. like, he stops me. He's like, no, what's your name? He's like, oh, I'm Jay-Z. But the way Jay-Z answered yes. it was correct. Yes. yes. Because when someone asks who you are, we're so used to just answering our names. Yeah. But when you start to challenge yourself and look in the mirror and yes. say, who am I? Yes. How would I describe myself to yeah. myself? Yes. It's a really good, yeah, it's a really good exercise. Let's no, do it's, that. It's let's do that right exercise. now. Can we do I'm that? Good. Well, you can't, because I know who I am. I've done that exercise, and I ain't doing it with no one else. It's for yourself. Yeah, it's yeah, intimate, yeah. And, and you won't get the same. You won't get the same out of it if you do it with anyone in the room. No, it could because all you're doing is is you are telling yourself like what you're going to be. When I, I try to explain, yeah. to her, even when I'm if I'm if I'm running, for example, if I go out and I go run, I don't tell myself. Oh, I'm just running. No, I'm out there, motherfucker. You're the best. Yeah. You're the strongest. You're gonna keep going. I, you know, hey, you might think I'm crazy. That's the confidence. But what what is gonna allow me to be to be where I want to be to be great? It's not gonna be. Oh, you went two miles. You can stop here. No, motherfucker. You're gonna keep going. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ten. I'm gonna go twenty. And that's when you just reach this level of like that's where it becomes limitless. That's where you become mm -hmm. this this point where nothing can stop you. Yeah. Like literally, yeah. I, I tell myself I'm unstoppable when I'm doing something. People with real visions, if if you have a if you have a vision that's so true to yourself, most of the time, anyone's gonna think it's crazy. Mm -hmm. 
Because yeah. crazy visions can only be seen by the person who dreamed them. Yeah. And they can't be understood by anyone yeah. until they're realized. Yes. Mm -hmm. You have to build the fucking Noah's Ark. Do you yeah. know how crazy they probably thought he was? Yeah. But when that rain came, everyone's trying to jump on that boat. <laughs> so the best visions shouldn't be shared. Yeah. Because yeah. they're not going to be understood. hundred percent. They yes. won't be understood. It sounds crazy. Yeah. It sounds it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it sounds yeah. crazy. If I would have been yeah. like, I'm going to paint some pictures yeah. and be this, 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 and that. Yeah. I would have looked at myself crazy. It yeah. takes another visionary person to see to it. see that or another see that person that's yeah. Yes. Yep. Who's done and it. Richard and, and I talked about that yeah. before the show. We started talking about how some people won't understand or support certain things in the very beginning because they don't see that vision with you, you know, mm -hmm. until that vision is created and dreamt like actually being created, then they and are sometimes like, it's too late. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately. And that's not yeah. even in those snipe spiteful shit. It's yeah. just yes. sometimes it's just a little too late. Yeah. That's a hundred percent true. So yeah. the people that believe in you early. Yes. Like y'all. Yes. Like me. Like yeah. Yeah. Yes. it's the people that I tell people this all the time. I'm like, I got people that bought art for me for like under thousand dollars. Yeah. That ain't in a position to buy none of my current <laughs> art the way it's priced now. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck if they never buy anything again because right. they believed in me early. I'm fucking rocking with them forever. Yeah. Yes. Because if they believed in me that early, yes. there's people with 50 grand in their pocket. That 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 now the where I'm at now yeah. can believe in me, right? Yes. But the, the, they ain't my friend. They ain't my friends. Yeah. These are yeah. my friends. You yeah. know. Priceless. So like doing this podcast, I yeah. spend some time we with y'all. Appreciate you a lot, brother. Appreciate it so much. Yeah, Thank no you so much Likewise. for your time, bro. Yes. Well, that's gonna end that man on a good yes good note. You know what I mean? Salute. Yeah. So, well, thank you for you. watching our podcast. I'm Sully. We're here with BJ. Yeah, I'm Bopa. And thank you so much for coming on board with us today. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Buy Thanks. art, not drugs. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>